Welcome to the Northern Side of the Radio. I'm Amy. I'm Emily, and this is the Northern Auditions Podcast. In this week's episode, we'll be reviewing A Sacrificial Escape and Further from the Truth. But first, our trivia segment, Who is Eugenius? Okay, so another round of Who is Eugenius, where Emily gets to quiz me in... um, Odyssey trivia. Mm-hmm. So, I have three questions for you. All right. Let's see if I can get them. Yeah. Um, okay. Where did Jack take Wit after Jenny died? Oh, to the orphanage. Do I remember where? Mm. No. Was it like... I don't want to say like Arizona or like I probably am wrong based on the face you're giving me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't play poker. If you guys can't tell that. No, she really doesn't. Um, and for good reason too. <laughs> Ooh, I want to say Arkansas, but I feel like I'm wrong. I know it's an orphanage that Jack runs because that's yeah. This is in the episode Clara. Yeah. I'm going to go with Arkansas. Nope, it's Nebraska. Aww. It's one of those states. Okay, that was half a point, though, because I did know, like, the episode and and the, like, like an orphanage and all that. Or no. Are we not going to do that? Right. I mean, yeah, I guess that is half a point. Okay. We'll do half a point, then. Okay, what's your next one? Um, did you not tell me you didn't just look at my phone when you were dusting my mic? No, I okay, literally good. did not. I was okay. moving it down so okay. you weren't yelling in our listeners' ears. <laughs> um, Can you tell we're still trying to figure this out? <laughs> what is Edwin Blackard's actual first name? Ronald. Yes. Because he doesn't like the fact that he's named after a clown. A point and a half. Go me. Okay, what's our third question? This is a quote. Oh, okay. So do I have to say who, who said, said it, it and where, which episode if I know it? Uh, well, yeah. But that can be like a bonus point. Yeah. If I get the episode. Okay. Who said grace is never measured in excess? And strength always comes when you are at your weakest. Not when you think you are at your weakest, but when you truly are. So be strong in the faith you have, and the rest will be added to you. It will be just enough. I want to say wit, because that seems like something he would say. <laughs> but again, it does face... seem like something he would say, doesn't okay, it? Okay, so it's not him, because you just said that. It does sound like that, because you know it isn't. So who would have said that? And could it be a biblical character? Because you know that that's also an option. Um, wow, I was very, um, maybe a little too confident. Oh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Because I'm thinking... I'll give you a hint. This character shows up in one very specific three-parter. 
<gasps> Is it Malachi from Malachi's Message, parts one, two, and three? <laughs> yes. I love that, that gives it away. Okay. Yes. Should yes. we? Okay. Should I just do like a point and a half? Because I feel like you've had to help me out on that one. I don't care. Okay. What, so what? Can I get the two full two points? Because I also was able to say, don't ask me which parter, because that's not my area of expertise, as they say. <laughs> um, I don't know. Do you remember who he was saying it to? Follow-up question. Okay, so our three options. Or no, we have a couple of options. We have Connie, which I know it wasn't, because Connie, that was a fun interaction. There's Jason, which I don't think it was Jason. There's Jack and Joanne, which it could have been. It really could have been. Um, there's Wit, and there's Tom. Right? Is that all the people he spoke to? Um. Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, no, you're forgetting Is that one person. Is that who he spoke to? Is that why <laughs> you're telling me? Um, hmm. I don't know. It was Eugene. Did I not say Eugene? I don't know. Maybe I didn't. Okay. Well, that was not a part of it. So do I actually get three and a half points because I got yeah, sure, the fine. bonus? Yes. Go me. <laughs> That was fun. All right. Uh, let's move on to talking about uh, a sacrificial episodes. escape. Yes. So let's start talking about a sacrificial <laughs> escape. <laughs> yep. Um, Emily's laughing at the fact uh, that as I was naming this track, um, the way I always, whenever I type escape, I always go escape. If you know what that's from, <laughs> let us Email know. Us. Email uh, us or respond to the um, question that I like to put I mean, at the bottom because I'm hoping that'll work. At one it's point. it's a pretty um it's a pretty it's a pretty well known reference, but uh, yes. Anyway, if you know, you know. Okay, so we were talking about a sacrificial escape. This the is fir the first thing I will say. Sorry to cut you off. No, but keep going. This episode has a parental warning on it, and Final Minutes does not. Oh, yes. I forgot I, this one is going to be quite interesting. I I don't... If... If they're not in any danger, but in Final Minutes they're in actual danger, then who decides where the parental warning goes and where it doesn't go? I know. Seriously. Uh, okay, this is what I was looking up as you were talking about that. I was looking up to see which episode we are in the Mori Rydell saga. Where this is episode four, technically, in the Mori Rydell yeah. saga. Um, so yeah, there's a parental warning on this, and the reason why I say this is going to be a very interesting conversation is because I feel like Emily and I have two different points of view on this episode, and I don't hate this episode. You have said that at one point, though. Did I? Yes. Um, You're. It's just. Well, okay. I don't. Maybe we should just get into it so that we could like. I actually... feel like I have opinions on it more. Once we get to Rydell Revelations Part Three, I have opinions on which attitude. Oh, but no, 
but you have said there are certain parts where you're like, this does not make any sense. And I'm like, well, like, I don't remember what I was, okay. what I said to you. Anyway, let's just, let's just start the conversation and then maybe it'll trigger my memory onto what we're actually talking about. Okay. Not that, but mm-hmm. anyway. Um, okay. So this episode starts with, um, them. It's, uh, sorry, Emily and Matthew in Wits End, which showing them the escape Emily room. Emily and Matthew and Susu coming into Wits End. Right, Wits I talk- forgot about Susu. I Wits- wasn't sure where she Wits- was. Wits talking to Popov. Yes, who is the uh, owner yeah. of the escape room. Now, question, have you ever done an escape room? Yes, multiple times. I have not. Actually, <laughs> we did one which was actually kind of fun. We did one with, or I did one with um, our parents and Abby and Matthew, our younger siblings. And dad was very skeptical about it. <laughs> he was like, this is going to be fun. Really? <laughs> and then we did it and he's like, Oh, this is actually a lot of fun. And I don't know, we might be doing it. Cause he's actually, I think now that he knows what it is, he's like, Oh, actually. When maybe. was this? Uh I don't know, between Christmas and New Year's, I think. Oh, so we always just, do something. Just recent. Yeah. And it was a, the one we did, though, was very, very simple. And it was like the easiest one that you can do. Um, but I think we want to try for a bit of a harder one. But the fun thing was, it wasn't just like one person being like, oh, this is how we do it. Um, because I've done one with our younger siblings and we over we overthunk it. Um <laughs> To the point of whenever we kept asking for hints, we're like, yeah, so this is what we were thinking. And she's like, yeah, you guys are overthinking it. And we're like, Hmm. oh. So then we're like, okay, we got to not overthink it. And um, yeah, so (laughs) we went into this going, okay, don't overthink it. So then we just started doing it. And it was like, there was a point where all of us were like, oh, this is probably how it is. And we're like, oh, that makes so much more sense. And we were like, we, we each had a moment where we were like, oh. This is how we do it. And I think that was really, really fun. And I think that's why dad really enjoyed it. So we might try and do a, a slightly harder one. Like he came into my room the other day and he was like, yeah, so I was talking to this one person who was saying that the escape rooms in um, Coquitlam are like so much better. And I was like, mm-hmm. wow, you're like really into this. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, that was my. The, uh, the closest thing I've ever done that to an escape room is nothing like an escape room I got lost in a laser tag place once. <laughs> yes, Emily. That is like an escape room. Okay. Sounds well, good. Well, it felt like one. Somebody uh-huh. had to come in there and guide me out because I got so lost. Oh, boy. And it was only the first game, so when I went back in there, I just stayed in one place. I was like, I do not want to get lost again. Yeah. But anyway, so... Nice. They decide to go downstairs into the basement to inspect the escape room and Oh wow. I thought you were still talking about your time in the No, no in the laser because I was literally like I was like, Wow, that sounds ominous. They no. went downstairs to, to inspect the basement. Why were you in the basement? No. <laughs> okay. I'm back. We're good now. Okay. So yeah, they go downstairs to look at the escape room in the basement. We're talking about Odyssey now, just so everyone's aware. <laughs> um, Everyone who's still listening after I got us on that rabbit trail. Hey, that's fine. 
Um, yeah, so <laughs> they do it. And then doesn't Miss Popov, is that, is that how you say your name? Well, no, they're all downstairs. No, but I'm saying, like, doesn't she say, like, oh, you guys should try it out? And they're like, yeah, can yeah, we? Yeah. And so then they start. So Emily and Matthew are in the escape room, and then Miss Popov just leaves. Like, she's a phone no, call or something. No, the, am I the, wrong? The, okay. um, I'm wrong. They're Continue. in there for a few minutes, and then the door shuts behind Emily and Matthew. Oh, right. Which I'm like, isn't that the point of the escape room to be locked in yeah, yeah kind of just a little bit you know <laughs> you do have to figure out a way out although the place i was at to do the last excuse me the last escape room um she like like you could literally walk out at any point <laughs> like that didn't actually lock you in there well, probably for, no but for fire code no but in other locations i've definitely been locked in there because it's an escape room but i think yeah, anyway. But it but I was just kind of laughing. I was like, we could literally just walk out right now. But we didn't. <laughs> we actually completed it. And I was very proud of us. Anyway, um, so, yeah. So they got locked in there. And, and then they try and figure it out. And the mysterious voice talks to them and yes. says they have 30 minutes of air. Which, wow. Okay, but then... I mean, we find out later that they actually didn't. Have I know, but thirty minutes of air, but okay. That is creepy, a little bit. And and um. Well, I mean, the voice is just creepy too. They're like, "Oh, lovely." And then and so they start figuring it out. They figure out the um that there's a message on a mirror mm-hmm. that says, "All roads lead to a good read." And the big oh, thing- and weren't they? Hold on. When the voice was talking to them too, they said they couldn't use their. Like Emily and Matthew can't hear Wit and Suzu, and Suzu and Wit can't hear Emily and Matthew. Oh no, they can't. Yeah. No, they can't. They didn't. Wit, Wit and Suzu can hear Emily and Matthew a few minutes into this because Suzu gets a video link of them. Yes, that's what it was. But Emily and Matthew can't hear Wit and Suzu. So they're like trying to find ways to help them outside of the escape room as well as... Without tools and stuff. And they can't... Yeah, there was this whole like ominous speech where it's like, these are all the rules. Like you guys got to play by the rules. Otherwise you'll lose air. I'm like, okay, this is fun. Um, definitely want to be in that escape room. Totally. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the, yeah, they, they go through, they have the mirror clue and that leads them to something um, else. Well, well, they, they basically, they, and Matthew decides to tell Emily, Emily that he doesn't want to be a detective anymore. Which I think is very sad, but okay. <laughs> Well, I mean, it sort of makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, do you do the same things that you did with your friends, like, ten years ago? Not really. No, like, I I understand why. Yeah. But it's just kind of like, oh, the Jones and Parker Detective Agency is no more. 
those weren't exactly my exactly. favorite episodes though so anyway <laughs> um yeah so they continue to try and find ways out they figure out the read pattern because they the the clue says all roads lead to a good read and then they find like a clarinet read because it was not r-e-a-d it's r-e-e-d yeah so a read they find a clarinet read and a report on like cocktail reads that yeah and i was gonna call them bull rushes but and like yeah. with and suzu fig- figure some of that out too and so the four of them basically make a read switch yes and then they get out and but not before they commit enough penalties for all of the oxygen to be siphoned out and then... so then uh, uh an oxygen mask gets dropped yeah and someone has to choose to live and someone to quote unquote die yeah and i put that in quotations because they actually would not have died um and so then emily says for matthew to wear the oxygen mask because he knows what he's doing and yeah and so then but they figure it out so they don't actually end up meeting oh no well i think they still like have a few minutes in there that he has to wear the oxygen mask but he doesn't actually need to and then the door opens they escape and it's a little traumatizing which um yeah kind of understand (laughs) just a little bit um what else happens in this episode not much um wit says she made a good decision to give matthew the oxygen mask and Mm -hmm. oh i know what you're okay never mind you continue sorry i just he says he's proud of her and then her dad picks her up right we because of things that were revealed in rydell revelations that's where all of the controversy happens i forgot about that yes that's what it is okay well stick stay tuned for that one in a couple of weeks um next week actually already yeah i love how you know the schedule and i'm the <laughs> one who wrote it out <laughs> just saying Further from the truth leads into Rydell Revelations. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're right. In two weeks. Cool. That's good to know. One week. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, that was that was this episode. I thought it was a very entertaining episode. And actually, I remember when we first listened to this, we were all at the apartment. Um, were we? Yes. Was that when... You first heard it or when I first heard it? I don't... I think it was when you... No, it was when we first... Like, we both first heard it at the same time. Because I remember I was over with Kayla and Ashley. Well, Ashley lived there. You lived there. And we were having a girls' night. So then while we were waiting for Ashley to make dinner, because she always ended up making dinner anyway, she's the oldest. So, you know, classic oldest. Um uh i was like oh we, we should listen to the new odyssey and i remember listening to it because i was sitting there with my computer or my ipad i think it might have been my ipad listening to it and i was like you know what this reminds me of and i told ashley and she's like she completely agreed with me she reminds words it reminded me of like watching an episode of sherlock like 
Emily being Sherlock and whoever the mysterious voice was kind of being Moriarty. Now, if you know Sherlock, you know what I'm talking about. Well, Mori is a play on Moriarty. They've confirmed that's, that. Okay, that's, but I remember thinking that because I was like, this sounds like something he would do. Maybe to a bit more of an extent, which if you have seen the modern version of Sherlock, you know that there is a very similar episode to this. Um, but I won't get into that because if you want to watch it, I would highly recommend if you can, if you're allowed to do it. Cause it actually is like, it's a phenomenal show and they do it very well. Murdoch Mysteries has an episode similar to this too. Yes. Which I also really that, enjoyed too. That actually came out after this. Yeah. And it had a similar, well, it had a, a very similar feel to it because it was also a mysterious voice no that person actually wanted to kill them (laughs) yeah yeah there there was that thing but we all thought it was someone else there was i like i remember watching it going who it like who would they bring back who would this be but and then i talked on the on the adventures and honesty fan club group about how that murdoch episode was similar to a sacrificial escape which which i knew murdoch was not inspired by that because murdoch came out after that but that's when I found out that Phil Lawler watches Murdoch Mystery. Yeah. And I was like, oh. That's great. That's fun. I love that. Okay. We have similar television taste. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I do really enjoy this episode. I think it's a different feel for Odyssey, but not at the same time. Because if you think about like Novacom, it, it kind of is in that realm of like, what is the, I know, should be more shocked than I am that this is what they're doing, but like, I'm not <laughs> because of past episodes. Like that's, that's kind of the group that I feel like you can put this episode in of like, I should be more shocked than I am about them doing I an guess. episode like this, but. I'm, I'm just like, you put a parental warning on the episode with fake peril and then you don't put it on Final Minutes, which has real peril in it and real. Well, I think it was the intensity. I don't and, know. And, I, and I can't real, speak for the writers. And though. real time is running out. And handicapped people trying to, like, she, like I remember Kathy Buchanan said on a recent podcast that the only sound effect the sound designers weren't able to fit in in the scene with all the people trying to get out is somebody not being able to get their wheelchair moving. I'm like... This is final minutes just so we all are aware. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that's a good thing because <laughs> I was already terrified by this just a tad. I mean, we all knew no one was going to die. I know, but like... They don't kill off their characters that way. But if they, at all. Yeah. But if they're going to put a parental warning on one episode with no real peril... And then not put it on another episode with real peril. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, it's weird. Well, I think it's like the, I think it's the difference because with this one, it was two kids. So children listening to this are like, wait, what? Whereas the other one was more adult. No, but kids were mentioned. I mean, babies, babies were mentioned. But like, but like, it's one thing to have it mentioned. It's another thing to hear it. You know? Yeah, I guess, but like, I don't know. Jason was incapacitated. He wasn't going to be able to get out. Yeah, but he's an adult. I know. But, but do you see what I'm saying? Like, 
but he was he's like a favorite sort of Ming yeah character like i'm just saying no i know i know i'm just saying put a parental warning on that episode you guys please because <laughs> we all want jason I just, to uh, stay alive <laughs> i just and even even if it's like just for kids who have like hospital related trauma yeah i, mean, I don't know you I, should write the writers <laughs> Well, I'm hoping they hear this. And if you're listening, hi. <laughs> Send us an email. Northern Odysseans, O-T-Y-S-S-I-A-N-S at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and yes, I know Emily's thinking this. If you want to come on the show to have a chat, also email us. Northern Odysseans, O-T-Y-S-S-I-A-N-S at gmail.com. Just a we, little plug-in. We very much want to do that. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any other thoughts on this episode? Because we've also done like multiple rabbit trails. <laughs> no, I'm good. Past like no, I'm know. good. Okay, uh, yeah, I thought it was good. That's about all. <laughs> okay, yeah. so we're gonna move on to further from the truth. Yep. So again, I feel like I start every single thing uh. with this. Um, okay, so we're gonna be talking about uh, further from the truth, which is our the fifth. No, what did I say? Fourth? Fifth? Uh, fifth. Fifth episode in the Moray Rydell saga. <laughs> yeah. Um, do I remember much about this episode? No. <laughs> so you might have to take the lead on this one. Um, I do know that it's in album 70? No. <laughs> uh, nope, never mind. I'm wrong. Go ahead. Because Rydell Revolution is in 69. This is 68. Isn't that the one... This is in the same album as the one where um, Jillian was looking for a job, right? Yeah. Okay, so I, I had that album in my head. I just don't know album numbers. We've discovered this. We know this. Okay. Um, so further from the truth. Oh, wait. Oh, I totally know this one. <laughs> okay. I'm back. We're here. <laughs> further from the truth. This is the one where Emily, like, is at the sink and then it things happen right <laughs> yeah okay so she she gets ice cream from wit she talks about how she hasn't talked to matthew since the escape room incident yeah and then maury comes and, and tells what there's a spill in the library mm-hmm and then he spills ice cream all over Emily, which I'd be angry too if somebody yeah. did that to me. So she goes into the kitchen. Although I'd be more angry about missing out on my ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> you paid for it. And then you just, like, anyway. I live across the street from a Baskin Robbins. They have Ooh. really good dairy free ice cream. <gasps> good to know i'm also lactose intolerant so that yeah we we should we should meet up for ice cream sometime yes i love ice cream when it's sunny in the summertime and then we can there's a bench right outside the baskin robbins we i'm can sorry just... did you just say <laughs> not ice cream in the wintertime <laughs> i just mean there isn't really space to sit down in there and <clears throat> Anyway, um, this is an ice cream corner. <laughs> we just have to, like, label all of these. Like, oh, by the way, there's uh, <laughs> some rants going on about escape rooms and ice cream. 
<laughs> yes, you should make that the title of this episode. Escape rooms and ice cream. Should I start like kind of labeling these? Yeah. Not how I've been late. Can you imagine? Okay. But that's what we're gonna call this episode. And like every episode you have to listen until this moment until we're like, oh, this is what we should name the episode. Well, and you- if you can tell me what number it's at then I will be very proud of you. Okay, sorry, I had to, we had to quickly pause for a second. I had to grab my charging cord. Okay, we're back. Um, what were we talking about? Ice cream. Uh, yeah. Right, I was saying, um, if you guys find the point in this episode where we talk about this is what we're gonna name the episode, you need to tell me in the comments and I will, that would be nice if we could like be like, oh yeah, and I can give you like a Starbucks gift card, but no, we can't. Um, <laughs> just, yeah, I would be very proud of you. <laughs> okay, um, mm-hmm. on to more uh, than what we're actually so, talking about. So then she goes into the kitchen to clean up, but we don't hear that. We just, it seems like she just goes to the next day at school. Yeah, and... And like all the stuff in her locker is missing. Right. And doesn't and she somehow there, there's like, like a note, but I don't remember what the note says. It has to do with Matthew not being at school. No, but like the note doesn't say anything. Like the note is very cryptic and I can't remember what it is. But it talks about the Parker so, doesn't it? No, because... no, not directly. Oh, okay. <laughs> It leads her to this poem in a book that she wrote an English report for oh. on. And then she finds another note in the book. Mm-hmm. Two lines of letters or two lines of words. Yeah. And this is a poetry book and the poet was, an, was a one-armed poet who lost his right arm in war. Mm. And so she gets rid of the right call of words. I don't remember all the words in the left column, even though I listened to this this afternoon. But that's okay. You it don't was... need to know everything. But the the first letters of, of each were when scrambled the right way spelled Matthew. Right. And then... So then didn't she go to I their... think she figures out that this has something to do with Matthew at that point. Right. And then later, she finds... I think something is mentioned, though, earlier in the episode, how Matthew's not at school because he's not feeling well. No, that's... Um, Are you sure? That's, that's the next scene. Oh. Because then Maury brings Suzu into this. Oh, And right. she says they, they found out that neither Matthew or Olivia were at school that day. And that the... That Suzu went and asked questions around at the office and she heard the secretary try and call the Parker house. Yeah. And they were, then she couldn't get an answer. Yeah. And so then they, um, so doesn't Emily go to the Parker house? Yeah. Because also she, she looks back in her locker and all her stuff is back. Yeah, that's weird. So they go to the Parker house, the door is open, they walk in. And then they listen to the answer machine. Because they're like, 
wow, people still use those. <laughs> Which right. I'm kind of like, yeah, I mean. It's true. Who, um, who, who even does ha- use those? Because to have an answering machine, you have to have a landline. Who yeah. has the landline right now? Like, we unfortunately do. But anyway, we don't talk Why? about Why? <laughs> uh, I think it was because the younger two were going to be home by themselves. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. It well, was like that. They could probably cancel. I know, but anyway. Eh, whatever. Um, yeah, so they listen to what's on their answer sh- answering machine. And there's and... a message from Eugene <laughs> for Matthew basically saying what was lost has now been found. Yes. And it's like, oh, that's a little ominous. And So they go find Eugene. Eugene says his cell phone was missing. Huh. But he found it. And so he was trying to let Matthew know. Yeah. And so then he looks at his phone and all his photos are missing. Mm-hmm. So they go to Wits End where he backs up all his photos and his basically his entire phone onto the server at Wits End. Yeah. And they find a photo with it's a picture of Buck. Mm-hmm. And Matthew handing something off to Wit. So then they go and find Wit. Well, no, Wit just shows up. Right. And he, and then... And so he has Emily a letter where Matthew is saying, my family's been kidnapped. I'm at the square one. Been kidnapped <laughs> by the person who trapped us in the escape room. I'm at the square one club. Meet me there when you can. And Emily figures out that this is all a setup. Yeah. And Wit misquotes. Oh, and then Matthew shows up, and then Wit misquotes a verse. Yes. And Emily. Fig- and then there was also something about if the um, secretary called and left a message, but the message wasn't there. That's what she also noticed too. So I remember mm-hmm. that being something where she's like, "That doesn't make any sense." And so they figured out that. She figured out they were in her imagination station adventure, but it wouldn't stop until she admits admit that she admits that she missed Matthew. Yeah, and then it stops, and then she and Wit are talking. Yeah, because then she ends up at like she's at the kitchen sink. And in so Wit's then end. then they're talking about it, and she she says that she's pretty sure she knows who's behind it, but she won't say. And, and then, so we're kind of like, huh, I wonder who she thinks it is. But we, I feel like we all know at this point. And then we get a final scene between Maury and Suzu. Yes. Where they're, they're looking for her notebook. And Suzu. Suzu's notebook. No, Emily's notebook. No, Suzu's. Right. And then and they're just, and Maury's being suspicious. Suspicious. And yep. that's basically how it ends. So, you know, usual, typical Mori episodes. Yeah. This one was a weird one. I remember listening to it and being like, what is happening? Like, I thought the sacrificial escape one was weird. This one was weirder. Yeah. To be honest, I would say, like, I mean, they've done episodes where, (laughs) like, this one reminds me of things not seen. Yeah. The first episode with Renee in it. Yeah. 
where we think she got out of the imagination station a lot earlier in the episode. But she didn't. No, but I think what's weird, though, is, like, I don't know, have they ever talked about, like, an imagination station, like a, a, a what do you call it, like a mini a version of it? A portable imagination station. That one, station. that's the word I was looking for. Have we ever I heard think... about it in an album episode? Not like a Odyssey Adventure Club one, because I figure, Cause, well, when did the I world of Watonia I'm... happen? I want to say that was 2019. What uh, season was that one in? I don't remember. Emily, you're not helpful here. The the club seasons are harder to remember, okay? That's true. No, because I'm trying to remember if um, the world of Watonia happened before or after this. But even then, like, listeners who haven't heard the seasons are probably confused. I don't know. I would be if I was like, wait, what? Is this season seven? I thought it was six. Okay, I'll check season six. I'm literally looking it up as we speak. Or as I talk. World of Watonia happens season six. Which is what year does it say? No, I was gonna look at episodes because they actually have them all there. In order, including seasons and albums together which i'm like that is just brilliant this is gonna be a lot of scrolling give me a second here yeah okay so this happens world of watonia is like episode 870 and when yeah okay so this one technically has happened after that one but if you don't know the seasons that's kind of confusing uh-huh I don't know why I brought that up. Well, okay, but that's the thing. Like, they haven't mentioned it in any other shows. So audiences who are just listening to the albums would be like, wait, Wit has created a portable one? Huh? Which I know you're... They're trying to get people to listen to the um, seasons as well as the albums. But is that really surprising? I mean... No, I guess it isn't. Like, it's kind of the new thing, I guess. New thing. And a portable imagination station is the new thing. Just in our world. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah. But, like, that concept, though, and I think that's what also made it really weird is because she was at the kitchen sink the entire time. Like, I mean, the concept of a portable imagination station is just an odd concept. And I understand it's a radio show. But, like, she's literally standing at the kitchen sink the entire time. Like, what? I don't know. I can suspend my disbelief. Well, I, I'm kind of just like trying to picture what this thing would look like. In order for it to be like she wouldn't notice it coming in to like wash herself or like clean herself up. But it just like all of a sudden she's in the imagination station in this imagination station adventure. Like, I don't know. I think I need like a visual representation of what this looks like. And how does it know to start the adventure? Right? Like, <laughs> what? Well, isn't there a remote? I haven't listened to that, to the world of Watonia in a while, but I'm pretty sure there's a remote somewhere. There's a comp link. So, yes. <laughs> there's a computer link hidden in that virtual world. Because what I'm wondering is if someone, I mean, we can all say Mori, if Mori is the one controlling this, Maybe he's standing somewhere in the kitchen or like 
sees that that she's going closer to it and then hits the start button. Because there's always a control room with the imagination station, right? Yeah. So there should be like some sort of control room situation with this portable imagination station. So I think that's where I'm, that's what I'm kind of deciding it is. But I don't know. It's, it's, it's just a different, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A different, uh, take on it. Look on yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, sure. If writers want to answer these questions. A different user interface to use a technical term. Uh-huh. Pushing up your Eugene glasses there. Eugene Coke bottle glasses. Um, Coke bottle Eugene glasses. That's how I should say it. <laughs> hey, I've worn glasses before, but Coke bottle, they were not. <laughs> <laughs> Why did that sentence sound so weird? Anyway. Um, yeah. What did you think about this episode? I think it was strange yeah just yeah a <laughs> just a little you know no big deal yeah no i yeah again i think that this episode is a little bit more weirder than sacrificial escape to be honest because of reasons i've already said <laughs> that i won't repeat because we're just gonna yeah. be going on a circle um but yeah i thought it was a good episode yeah it was interesting to listen to and, like, I like the way that, how they wrote it and how it was, like, Emily did end up figuring out that it was an Imagination Station adventure. Because, you know, that just makes me feel better that she knows she can still detect these things. I don't know what I'm saying. Okay. I think that's every all our thoughts. You think yeah. so? All right. Yeah. Anything further to add? No. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Stay tuned for next week's episode, where we'll be reviewing Rydell Revelations Parts 1, 2, and 3. If you have any trivia questions you would like to send to us, you can email them to Northern Odysseans, O-D-Y-S-S-I-A-N-S, at gmail.com. Thank you for joining us on the northern side of the radio. I'm Amy. I'm Emily. Keep listening. listening.